0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. All right, welcome back to The Lake Show. News Talk 830WCCO. Love some De La Soul, man. I still can't believe it. But uh, we'll get to that here in a second. Let's talk about something that's happening this weekend. A documentary premiere screening taking place at the Minnesota History Center. A great day in Twin Cities hip-hop. Reflection on the culture. Standing on untold legacies. And the producer of this documentary, Ralph Crowder, is in studio with us. The first in-studio guest that I have had since the pandemic started. Oh, wow. Absolutely. Yeah, wow. yeah. So, so you know, when you're in that mode yeah. of everything going on, everybody's broadcasting from home, then finally we come out of it, everybody's back in the studio, but you're my first guest oh, in the studio, that's, man. That's,
1: that's dope, man. Yeah. You know, that explains the empty feeling in here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Well, f- first <laughs> off, just for the listening audience to, 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 to be aware and know, this cat right here that's sitting here, he is like a big brother. When I first got to Minneapolis North High School, because Ralph, you were what two years ahead of me. I, I think was you were, 89. 89? So, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, so yeah, so you were two two years ahead of me. Mm-hmm. You talk about a cat that I could talk about about anything, right? Anything in the school, anything about hip hop culture, anything about just you know social consciousness and, and just anything. Ralph was right there, and I'm so glad that we still got this connection to this day, man. You always been yeah. a cool brother with me, so I, I'm happy to have you on the show. But let's start with how this came to be. A great day in hip hop, reflection on the culture, standing on untold legacies. How did you come up with this documentary?
1: Oh, uh, first of all, peace peace to you and your listening audience. Um, and also it's you know that kind of hit me in a good way when you said social consciousness and this is all around you know, that that era that, you know, we grew up in, in hip hop. And that's a very important era, right? So mm-hmm. um, I basically have been documenting pretty much, you know what I mean, hip hop here um, in the Twin Cities area and in the country, man, since, uh, since my um, later years in high school, maybe like since 88, man, um, I've been definitely, you know, a part of the scene, if that's what you want to say, in multiple capacities and um, something that really led up to this particular film was feeling there was a missing gap in history. So as you came in with the De La, you know, that's that good vibe feeling that sometimes we miss in the music now. And there's, there's foundational things that come out of that, that we have to come back to. So, what better thing, you know, is art to actually, you know, be that catalyst to do so? So, uh, DJ Stage One, actually, a, a, a talented, uh, uh, DJ here. He's also an archivist and a curator and a documentarian too. Um, he called a, um, a photograph, um, Um, kind of event based on the Great Day concept, you know, coming out of Harlem. And then there was some um, duplication around that that um, went into hip hop in New York and Atlanta and some other areas. So in 2010, he had his first one and it was on the uh, steps of the Minneapolis Institute of Arts. And uh, I went down there um, because I'm a. Uh, producer of independent media for many years, and I I had a a television format on cable access at the time, kind of like, you know, Kanye West's documentary. You know, when they um, looked back and the producers of his documentary, they were heavy producers of the era of cable access Mm hip-hop programming. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I've been, um, you know, on that scene for quite some time. And when I went there, I thought it was a really um, beautiful thing because I saw a lot of my peers. And some people in this particular film are not with us anymore. So you know, uh, shout out to Brother Jules, um, my man Makdi, uh, Disco T. Disco T. Yeah, um, we lost some. some yeah, 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 we 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 lost some some um, some people that were um, definitely influential and were were a part of those building blocks here. So, capturing the film, I also incorporated my artistic interpretation of. That vibe between 88, let's just say 88 and 98, a 10-year window using some of my personal archive footage, you know, from different shows I promoted and and, and some things here. So it turned out to be a really beautiful thing, man. It's a time capsule piece that basically I kind of held on to like a baby until it was time to mature and then. Here we are, 50th year of uh, hip-hop, just internationally. So what better moment would this be to revisit that time and place for youth culture in Minneapolis?
0: I think it's a great time for this to come to everybody and everybody be able to see it, Ralph. And the reason why I say that is because people that are listening to this show right now, the typical listener, doesn't understand the relevance or the hip-hop culture that resides in the Twin Cities Mm -hmm. specifically. And the reason why I say that is because I'm friends with the people with uh, Premier Boxing Championships, so Mm -hmm. like Al Heyman's camp and all that stuff, whatever. And so like one of them, uh, one of the execs, he's like, man – I'm a big fan of the Minneapolis sound. Mm. But everybody from coast to coast has heard about the Minneapolis sound. And they think about Prince and they think about Jimmy Jam and Terry. They think about all that. Mm -hmm. But this is something that will be new to a lot of people.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of unknown stories, too, because we stand on legacies. You know, you know, there was a time that we couldn't get in none of these clubs. You know, when we was in community centers or parks. And, and, and so before it got sexy and everybody, you know, kept, caught on to it and it became more popular culture, mm-hmm. you know, it was really based on some real pioneering independent, uh, you know, big brothers to me that I, I watched uh, when I was young, uh, like in 19 from like the early 80s um, until 88 when, you know, I was in at my mature stage in high school and then I added on. But, you know, to be honest with you, there's some tremendous stories uh, stemming out of St. Paul and Minneapolis and names that we don't talk about often When we reflect on how did we get to this place of having a national or international impact on hip hop throughout the world stemming from the Twin Cities? You know, there were a lot of people that were foundational that if we don't tell those stories and document uh, that time period, then when somebody uh, now or in the future, you start the history at a wrong moment. You do a disservice to, you know, the proper legacy that needs to be curated and told. Um, And this is all basically for the betterment of our youth, because we need to be inspired. How did you, how did you promote these independent parties, whether they be in Minneapolis and St. Paul and build community around those parties and then have generational influence on that impact on that vibe, whatever that was at that time, um, who did you influence to take that proto prototype or that package and push it forward? You know, so just like in basketball or sports or any other kind of thing, radio even. Mm-hmm. You know, you're sitting here because of people who sat in that seat yeah. before you. Yeah, you know what I So if we if we don't keep that perspective alive for you know again for our youth, then we just continue to reinvent something that's already been here.
0: Yep. We're talking to Ralph Crowder, producer of the documentary A Great Day in Hip Hop, Reflection on the Culture, Standing on Untold Legacies. That's coming up this Saturday from 2 until 4, March the 4th, at the Minnesota History Center. That is when it's taking place. And I'm going to be in the building I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing some faces that probably I haven't seen in quite some time. Mm-hmm, but uh, you know them, yeah. But but I, but I know them. Yep. Um, probably some people that will come, you know, from out of town as well. Mm-hmm. But also, I, I think it's important, and I'm glad as you mentioned it to to celebrate those that are no longer with us. Yeah. Um, I know that I got a chance to kind of like hang out a, a few times while uh, Disco was uh, was battling his cancer and, yeah. and was and was dealing with it, and he was always in good spirits, mm-hmm. always you know uplifting everybody else around mm-hmm. him. Um, The one with um, brother Jules, I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't know he was sick, or I didn't know anything. That kind of caught me up. That's our fellow
1: North High. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. man, yeah. yeah, I remember, I remember, I remember
0: Jules from the whole. Hey, back my first even thoughts about Hmm. about radio, not in terms of me being in radio Mm because I just fell into radio, Mm -hmm. but like we had a radio station at North KBM, KBM, and it's still there, Mm -hmm. right? But at that time, I remember every Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. The hip hop shop, yeah, trap, and listen to trap like yeah. that was—I still think about that to this yeah. day. And these Thinking are, about w- listening, so I could hear that LL song yeah. that I want to hit the yeah. hit the record on the cassette, yeah. so I can run it back all night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before, you know. So those yeah. are some of the things that I think about when I think about some of the stuff that I'm sure will be talked about in the movie.
1: Yeah, uh, and and just think about it. We, you know, when we were in in that era with uh, my brother Jules, we started out at Bernadette's Uptown Teen Club. You know, at the YWCA, believe it or not, there was a hip hop teen club at the uptown YWCA where kids from the north side, south side and St. Paul came to congregate and actually have a good time in that space around music and, 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 and the need for themselves their to fellowship within the culture and the music of the culture. So, you know, there's just so many stories, man, that, um, you know, connect to, you know, again, we're we're standing on untold legacies and it's so important that we keep our legacies alive. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I stress that. And it's so important to reflect on, on this culture now that is super corporatized and, and, and you
0: know what I mean? Yo, but I was yeah. just about to go there. So, so let me, <laughs> let me ask you this question. I, I want to go there. I wanted to go there. Cause we got about five more minutes left. Yep. Um, you've mentioned this word a couple of different times. And I agree with you a hundred percent. When I think of just us here in the culture, mm-hmm. you, you say community.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't feel that in a broad sense, mm. like nationally, and even to some degree, maybe globally, that the hip hop community is anywhere near what it used to be. Like, I don't mm-hmm. feel like there is a community. Like, are, are there cats out there that that's about the culture and still mm-hmm. about uplifting and all that? Yeah, of course it's, mm-hmm. there's, us about the art, mm-hmm. but I don't think that that's typically what we're getting mainstream. Mm-hmm. We're getting a bunch of um,
1: we're getting money music,
0: yeah, and stereotypes, yeah, being and, shoved down. On I groups. mean,
1: because it's really about money. Yep. I mean, and that's the that's why we have to reflect on the culture and stand on those legacies because there was a lot of people who sacrificed a lot of personal time, and 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 really experienced a lot of uh, things that. We can't even necessarily talk about on this radio show through that sacrifice. But it was about the love at a certain point in time, man. And that that's, you know, as as money becomes a major influence in anything, it changes changes the love. And that's unfortunate. But that's just where we are now. So, again, that's the power of art. It's able to, you know, kind of. Give you a snapshot of a time and place, and 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 tell a story that you can really move to be inspired by.
0: All right, so you don't have to give too much, but is one of the aspects of of hip hop culture going way way back in the day and the, the early um, remnants of it is breakdancing.
1: Mm. I'm doing a series on that right now. But go oh, ahead. Okay. I,
0: okay. I was just wondering if there's any acknowledgement <laughs> yeah. of the Minneapolis, uh, yeah, the, breakers.
1: No, um, not, not, well, no. Okay, okay. Let me, let me correct myself. Yes, there, there are, uh, definitely, um, uh, different moments in the film where you're gonna, yeah, where you're gonna see, you know, that being done in terms of, uh, how people engage with that in the, in, in the clubs. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's definitely in the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, that's a good thing to also focus on and see. And that's going to take somebody pulling out one of them old school VHS tapes in somebody's basement yep. because there was that, that time period around breakdancing and the influence that that created. That's a whole nother conversation. You know what I mean? Because you can have a whole conversation about that one thing in itself because it, that was a now in an upcoming Olympic sport next year in Paris. I mean, look, I mean, Mm -hmm. just look at that. You know, this is something that people used to do, you know, just randomly in the streets or in in, in wherever we used to do it. And and people used to get in trouble for that, doing that in public, actually, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe even harassed by certain authorities because it was, you know, a little threatening at a point in time. But now it's celebrated. Uh,
0: Do you think that in your film? That there is a showcase of the diversity in hip hop culture, just specifically here in, in, in this city or in this state. And the reason why I ask that when question When you say
1: diversity, what do you mean?
0: I'm talking about like the, the different aspects or different forms of the art form. And the reason why I say this is because let's go back to um, a couple of weeks ago when Trugoy passed away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, when Dave passed away, I had to be honest, he was sitting right here, Chris, my producer, Chris. I was emotional, man. And, and I'm going to tell you why, Good, because I said in that segment that night, and it meant a lot to me, that my favorite, yeah. everybody knows this about me, my favorite two hip hop groups of all time are Tribe Called Quest mm. and De La Soul. Yeah. And the reason why I got so emotional about when, when True Trugoy passed is because when De La and Tribe arrived, I felt seen Mm-hmm because... Hip hop is many things, mm-hmm. but not everybody can relate to everything in hip hop. Like you might yeah. know that, like mm-hmm. I might know a crip, mm-hmm. but I'll never be able to relate to Nipsey. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I I was never able to really at that time be able to relate to like N.W.A. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I love the music, right. but like when I saw them cats and they were and they, and they were rocking the medallions mm-hmm. and, and talking about things mm-hmm. that like I mm-hmm. was vibing with. Right. I was like, OK. I'm here now.
1: So let me let me just say this. You'll uh-huh. be very refreshed by the presentation because, you know, there's all kinds of forms of marketing usually connected to money again. And unfortunately, some of the – even those are, are real community experiences, right? But it seems like we take the worst form of community experiences in exploitation and exploitation and lift that up while you have kind of like what you described as just being, you know, I'm just – I'm just a regular student in high school, man. I'm not really, I'm here to, you know, take care of my business. I'm going home. I might hoop for the high school. Maybe I'm not, but I'm just, I'm just doing my thing. I'm not, I'm not all, yeah, I'm not all caught up in the extremes of everything. And yeah, we have to deal with those extremes because that's a part of life. But we also need a time where we need to be refreshed with some good water, brother. Yep. And that's what I think. That's what I think that people are going to feel. And we're back not, in and those times
0: when a Adela or a Tribe and those came out like that, there was no them being scared at all about being creative because they were grounded in who they were Exactly in the art. And, that, and that's what I love.
1: And that's a snapshot of where we came from.
0: Yeah. All right. A, last time, a great day in Twin Cities Hip Hop. Reflection on the culture, standing on untold legacies. Uh, make sure that you go to the Minnesota Histori- uh, History Center. Uh, it's going to be this Saturday from 2 until 4.00. Final thing for producer uh, Ralph Crowder. What should people, what can people expect to get out of this movie when they go watch it?
1: Bring your children and feed them good food. Yeah.
0: it to be an educational experience. Yeah. Ralph, I appreciate you, man. Appreciate you, brother. All right, now. All right. All right, that's Ralph Crowder. Make sure that you check it out. I'm going to be in the house. I can't wait to see who else is going to be in the house. That's going to be a lot of fun. A great day in hip hop, reflection on the culture, standing on untold legacies. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.